minus one minute. T minus fifty seconds. T minus forty seconds. Minus thirty seconds. T minus twenty seconds. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Zero. Own it, own it, own it, Kong. I own it. It did. Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Yo, 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 yo. It's Monday and you know what that means. It is time for the Women's Wrestling Talk Wild Superheroes After Show. Every Monday night, we are here to recap the action from this weekend's episode of Wow Women of Wrestling Superheroes. As usual, this is Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. I'm your girl, Stephanie Hardy, host and creator of the Hardy Wrestling Podcast. Host and writer for Women's Wrestling Talk and color commentator for the Belladonna Division, Battle Club Pro, and Black Girl Magic 2. 2022 and i'm just so excited to be here it's the week of christmas and it's just you know we're in full swing for the holiday season and it's just really cool we're recapping everything you know from the year taking stock and trying to figure out you know how can we push forward and do better for the next year and all of the things but it's really cool to be here per usual to talk about this amazing show but i am not alone i am here with my women Wrestling Talk sister, the visionary, the icon, and the super mom, and creator of NCAT We Trust, and just all around amazing wrestling personality, Katrina Blake. How are you, Kat? I'm okay. Tired. <laughs> but I am okay. I'm happy to be here. This is an amazing episode. Uh, and so, you know, and then I get to get to see you on NXT and so sad face. But we're back together. So, all good. <laughs> Yeah, it is kind of sad, but you know, life changes happen, and the reason why I can't be on the NXT After Show, for those who are watching, who also watch NXT After Show, is because I've started a part-time job, and I'm not able to really watch NXT and also be on the After Show because of my commitments to this part-time job that I have now, so I won't be on that show anymore, but I will still be on the WoW After Show, and of course, the SmackDown and Rampage After Show with our editor-in-chief, Drian 
Santana. So I'll still be on here, but just now I won't be three shows Stephanie anymore. So, you know, Steph three shows is gone, but Steph two shows is still here. So it's going to be okay. And we are united for this. So how did you feel about this episode of Wild Superheroes? We still, we saw, of course, more new faces like we did see a couple weeks ago. And then we have, you know, the continuing storylines involving, you know, a certain um, pink faction going on. So how did you feel about the episode as a whole, Kat? I thought, I thought it was pretty good. I, I, I like, uh, as we briefly discussed right before, that we see so many different I, I, it's nice to see a roster when you can see multiple and of course we see people we've seen previously or might even see somebody we saw like last week but i like that for the most part we have a changing roster where we have multiple things happening and it's not focused on like five people and so i like that we're getting that and this uh, episode was no exception Yes, I like that too. I love it so much. And of course, if you did watch this episode of Wild Superheroes this weekend, and if you want to interact with us in the comments, please do so on all of our platforms that you're watching us on. And just, you know, join the conversation and your comment might show up on the screen. So of course, we got to start with the beginning. And this episode started with some action, but it was a kind of an unexpected form of action. It started with a tag team match between Coach Campanelli and Randy Rara, who I call Team Spirit, um, at this, or at least today I'm calling them Team Spirit. I might call them something else the next week. You just never know. Um, versus Gigi Gianni and um, Adriana Gambino. But here's the thing, though. Gigi Gianni was making her entrance, but then after she made her entrance, Adriana Gambino was nowhere to be found. And this kind of, you know, sent commentary into a tizzy because, you know, Adriana is AJ's girl because they're they're both from New Jersey. And she was, you know, wondering, you know, where exactly they were wondering, like, where exactly she was. So Gigi came out by herself, but then she gets interrupted during her entrance with the debuting team exile well i won't say they're debuting because they're not necessarily new to wow from what i can tell or how they were speaking on the show but they were basically making their re-debut on this iteration of wow superheroes this team is composed of a tag team um by the name of genesis and exodus exodus is the one in the ponytails and the red um hair but her hair was black for this episode and the one with the long curly hair is genesis and they're um and they're um manager goes by the name of oh my gosh i just had okay malia hosaka who is a legend for a while and also in women's wrestling too and they came out there and basically said that wow tried to exile them and tried to you know forget about them but you can't throw us away and they were basically preaching the idea of other tag teams just sort of and other women's wrestlers just sort of being a little bit um easier in their approach to wrestling as opposed to just treating this the mat as if it's sacred it was kind of giving imperium you know in, like it puts you in the mind of imperium from um wwe nxt or slash smackdown where they feel like you know they want to go to go through the old school values of wrestling and not go through all the showy stuff and just do the technical stuff so as um they made their presence known 
they looked at Gigi Gianni and basically threw her out of the ring because, of course, she's not a part of their team and you don't have a partner. So you got to get out. And they and Genesis and Exodus ganged up on her and threw her out of the ring. So Coach Campanelli and Randy Rara had to face off against Genesis and Exodus. And this was an amazing match. Like for this, since this was my first time ever seeing them, I was really impressed with their ability and their style. Like they look really cute. They look like rock stars, um, but at the same time, they're still very serious and they take their craft really seriously. Um, and they were really tough and they had sort of like a ground and pound technical style. Um, and also on top of that, their manager, Malia Hosaka, didn't have any problems, you know, getting in, you know, to the drama of the match as well as they were isolating Randy Rara um and beating up on her and keeping her from tagging in coach Campanelli it was really bleak for a moment <laughs> for Randy Rara because she kept fighting them off there was even this one impressive part of the match where Randy Rara you know hit like a split um hit like a split um DDT and I was just like okay girl I see you but there was only so much she can do to fight the both of them off or at least all three of them off before they were all just ganging up on her and then once she finally tagged into coach coach did her best to fight them off but it felt almost as if you know when she did tag Randy right back in um, they were utilizing their three woman advantage to distract the referee. Coach was distracting the referee as well, in a sense, you know, and they were beating up on Randy Rara. And um, as they isolated Coach outside of the ring, they hit her with a um, with a power bomb, and she wound and they wound up winning the match. So Exile won in their re-debut on WoW Superheroes, and Malia Hosaka proved to be the X Factor in this match. And like I said, they're really cool and they're an amazing, you know, faction um, full of women of color. And it was just really cool to see them make the, their debut this way. And they really treated the wow mat like it was sacred, which is basically what they um, gave off in this match. So, Katrina, how did you feel about the, I guess you could say, re-debut of Exile and what they gave against Coach and Randy? I enjoyed it. Um, I was a little surprised that uh, um, Adriana wasn't there. I was like, okay, um, because normally when they have their little tag team thing, they're together. And so I was like, all right. And at first I thought, well, maybe she, and I guess maybe they'll speak later on as far as why she wasn't there. But I was like, did she get like beat up in the back? Because it's very possible that they didn't show. Maybe she, like the fact that they was already ready to go before they even got to finish, like, well, where's a tag team partner? And I was a little surprised she didn't really acknowledge that she wasn't there. She kind of was just sitting there like she was just ready, like, well, okay. I don't know if it was like maybe she was waiting for her to come out or she was like, I'll just take you guys on by myself. I'm not really sure because she didn't acknowledge what we saw and what the commentators were uh, acknowledging. And so, you know, the fact that they were ready to go, it was, I can't even say it was a full 60 seconds before the song came, you know, and they were ready to, like, you know, this is our time. And so I enjoyed that we had an all-women uh, Asian faction because, like, the last time I seen where I mean really seen it, because I do watch Stardom, but the last time I seen it to that, like, I'm like, okay, was uh, Lucha Underground. Uh, and so where I believe, I, mean, I think EO was part of that. It might have been EO Shari. I'm not sure. I gotta like double look if I'm wrong on that one. But I thought they were super badass and Lucha Underground. So it's kind of nice to kind of see that again, where they're clearly heel and they have like good like 
clearly the tag team dynamic is like really good. So they have good communication. So that's good. And then I like that they're, you know, the third member is like I'm. I don't. I, I'm sure she can wrestle, but I felt like at this role she took more of a like conductor role. Like I, we, I don't even really need to do too much. Let them handle it. And I like the whole like, like they're the thing is like we're just treating wrestling like at like it's like I it, like it's heelish, but it's also like we're treating it like it's this important. And I kind of like that. I'm like okay. Normally that kind of annoys me. Uh, because I'm just like, okay, like, calm down. It's like, I get it, but also calm down. But I actually, I didn't get irritated with the way it was explained. And I did like that, you know, they even said, like, you guys can try to get rid of us, but here we are. And so I, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a great open, a great re-debut since technically they were here already. Uh, but I, I, I loved it. Yeah, I did too. And I just like that they're just offering something a little bit different um, in terms of their dynamic. And yeah, it is clear that they are heels, but they're very, you know, very strong heels in the, in the way that they're going to probably challenge the tag team division to sort of step up um, their game and not really just, you know, be, flim be flimsy. So I really liked it. I love their dynamic and I love Malia Hosaka's dynamic. Like she's very imposing as their leader and as their conductor, as you say. So I really did like their vibe. And I also like the fact that with Coach and Randy, like when they came out, like it seemed like they really did have, you know, even on commentary, AJ mentioned how they're having a little bit of a following and people actually love their dynamic as a team. And when they started wrestling and Randy, you know, started off the match um, against Genesis, she was like, the crowd was chanting, um, be aggressive, be, be aggressive. And it was just really giving, bring it on and, you know, cheer, you know, stuff. And I thought that was really cool too, to see, you know, that the crowd was actually getting behind them in that way. Because at first, you know, when they started off their partnership, it seemed like they were kind of on a struggle bus with coach sort of speaking for Randy and making it seem like she was going to be improving on Randy's skills, even though Randy already had some skills. So it's pretty clear that they're building up a better rapport that isn't, you know, fraught with a lot of drama like it started off at first but either way this was a really um solid tag team match to start the show and exile really did you know prove themselves to be here they're not here for the fun and games like they're here for wrestling wrestling also i love genesis pants too those were really cute but you know i have a thing for flare pants so either way it was really good and exile welcome to wild superheroes i guess even though they re-debuted but um, moving forward with the rest of the show, not to the next match yet, but this sort of leads into the next match. So, of course, on the last episode, we saw more of the diabolical plans of Lana Starr, the fabulous Lana Starr and Penelope Pink, as we saw um, her her and them invite Miami Sweet Heat into the fold after they assisted them with winning the WOW Tag Team Championships. So... With that in mind, you saw them backstage, you know, in their little boudoir, sort of talking about some more, you know, surprises that they had, you know, in store for the WOW universe. And something that I thought was really cute was the fact that Lana Star had on this beautiful outfit that was, they had on pink, it was like a pink bustier with the shorts and a cowboy hat and a, and a little bit of a jacket going on. And it was giving Trish Stratus in the Attitude Era when she was a manager for um, TNA. Like it was really cute. I really liked it. But either way, I think that's really about as far as the, um, the compliments are going to go. Um, because of course, you know, 
we still don't like each other. Um, but either way, it was still cute. And they were basically saying they had more of a surprise for the wild universe. So with this surprise, um, Chantilly Chella was about to was going to face off against another member of the Pink Collective, or at least the Fab Four is what they call themselves. Um, this new member goes by the name of Vicky Lynn McCoy. So she made her entrance with Lana Starr, and this is what we've got going on. Vicky Lynn McCoy is a new, is another new face to the WoW um, superheroes um, iteration of now. And this match was relatively short for the most part. Um, after Lana Starr, you know, made her entrance and basically told um, the audience that she had to go all the way to Oklahoma to recruit her for the Pink Collective. Um, she basically said, y'all need to cheer for her because I didn't. I went this far to go get her and she's amazing. So y'all need to cheer for her. The crowd was not here for it. So <laughs> after that point, Chantilly Chella came out. And this is the second time um, this, I guess you could say this is the second week in a row that Chantilly Chella has faced off against someone as a part of this Pink Collective because she did fight Penelope Pink last week and she lost that match. So I guess she was just looking to sort of, I guess, get a level of revenge on the Pink Collective, but this didn't necessarily work in her favor because even though Chantilly Chella, you know, gave a lot of what we know her for in terms of her high flying and her um, kickboxing background, it just wasn't enough because Vicky Lynn McCoy is a very imposing and powerful woman. Like she was throwing her around the ring like a rag doll. It was getting kind of rough for a second. And even is, and it was like for every moment that Chantilly Chella tried to fight back, Vicky Lynn McCoy was just hitting her with so many power moves and so many hard hits and everything. But don't think that just because Vicky Lynn McCoy is a big girl that Lana Starr wasn't inserting herself into the match because she was um because she'll do anything to help her girls and she was doing that by grabbing her hair and actually knocking chantilly cella off the apron when she tried to stand um and hit one of her moves but in the end um vicky lynn mccoy wound up winning the match um and via pinfall and that was the end of it so yeah, and then after that point, um, Lana Star brought out the rest of the girls as a part of this pink collective, and they all put on their jackets and had on all the titles, and she said that this is what she's been building, and she has built a faction called the Fabulous Four, or the Fab Four, of course. Now, I can stop calling them the Pink Collective, even though the Pink Collective was a cool name. Either way, they're the Fab Four, and they're consisting of Miami's Sweet Heat, Penelope Pink, and now Vicky Lynn McCoy. So, this is where we're at. My mortal enemy, Penelope Pink, has a bunch of friends, and yeah... <laughs> Katrina, what did you think of this match and how do you feel about the um the faction known as the Fab Four? Well, I I was I mean, I did see a little peek peek uh on Facebook uh that this uh was gonna debut. Uh apparently they're really good friends, uh her her and uh, Miami Suhi. And so I was like, okay. So it was posted to like in regards to that this debut was coming. I didn't know like what the match was going to be, whatever. But I did see it, so I was like, okay, well, I kind of want to see, uh, what 
what what what what happens and so i figured i'm going to be like aligned to an extent because also the pink <laughs> it was i was like okay you guys are best friends like in real life and so i i saw it wasn't surprising that they joined forces i guess uh but i was impressed i i thought uh i believe i, I don't know if they're gonna share any of that on wow but there was a couple of injuries i believe and she wasn't sure she'll get back into wrestling and so it's kind of cool to kind of see you back in wrestling but you're also super dominating and i think that's a always a good thing when you're not sure if you'll be able to do the thing that you want to do uh when it comes to like physical limitations so i thought that i thought she was very imposing i was i was like well, damn uh, i like chantilly you know but uh in, in this case i i just felt like she might have been a little bit outmatched when it came to like physicality uh and so the whole like them building well we already know that you know lana was there with penelope and then we kind of saw her put in miami sweet heat in the fold and so it's like well now you got one more member who's probably i want to even say maybe more imposing than the other three uh as far as style of wrestling and so you have a good core you have a person who's kind of like you know she's a bit of a diva but you know, you kind of know what to expect with that. Then you have a tag team who are also the tag champs, and you have somebody who can be very physical. And so I feel like in the case of Lana, she's being smart about, okay, I got kind of all types in my little squad here. And while they kind of remind me of the girlies from Greece uh, <laughs> with pink and everything, um, I, I think it's smart uh, on Lana's part. I feel like, okay, you have four different types of wrestling. You have aspects that if you want to make sure your stable is dominating, well, you have the women to do so. So I think it's smart. And I know you like, I mean, I don't really like a bunch of heels all the time and they're definitely heel-ish. Uh, but I do think on Lana's end, it's a very smart move. If you're trying to make sure your squad is on top, she did the right choice. I mean, she made the right choice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, it was a smart choice. I'll give you that. You're right, Katrina. It was a smart choice in choosing Vicky Lynn McCoy um, for that. And then I loved how in commentary they were talking about the wrestling history of Oklahoma, which is something I really didn't know that much about. Um, but I'm glad they did discuss that. And I'm more than sure we'll hear more about her motivations. And then also on commentary, I love how AJ was talking about how Lana's star just has a tendency to find these women you know and then take them of course to rodeo drive which we were lucky to see when we were in los angeles and take them shopping and wine and dine them and she was saying how it was how it was just like the start of a really you know scary lifetime movie that she would actually watch and i thought that was really funny because you know she's kind of she's kind of right about that um but at the same time lana star really is you know she's kind of like a coach like a D1 coach that's going around and recruiting the best of the best women for this team and having them dominate and take over kind of like Nick Saban does, you know, for, you know, Alabama Crimson Tide, he goes around the country and picks the best college football players, you know, and then we run through everybody and beat them and win a championship. I mean, Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> that's kind of what Lana star is Lana star. The fabulous Lana star is I'm calling it right now. She's basically the Nick Saban of WoW superheroes. So, yeah. <laughs> 
Um, as much as me and Penelope Pink don't see eye to eye, I kind of respect the fact that this faction, you know, has been started and they are fabulous because when you see them all together in their pink and black and white and everything, they just look cohesive. They look like they have all this beautiful chemistry because they're all, you know, very they have a lot of divitude and they got all this beautiful pink stuff going on with all the jackets and everything. Like she really is, she really is breeding these women for success and they're really high on themselves. Cause like I said, Penelope pink and now Vicky Lynn McCoy have both beaten Chantilly Chella. Um, Miami's sweet heat is now, you know, the, the wow tag team champions. They're starting off hot and, you know, they do deserve a little bit of that, you know, divitude at this point. But I'm wondering if another team or another faction could very well humble them at some point. You just never really know because there seems to be more than one faction um, that is being built in WoW Superheroes right about now. So it's really intriguing and I do like it um, because I just love watching dominant female factions you it's like you got exile now you have the fab four now like it's just really great and then we're gonna talk more about you know some more teams that are forming but aren't necessarily like team teams in the sense of like a faction but they're still really cool so moving into the next match um we got a little bit of a backstage segment involving Jesse Jones and Samantha Smart. Um, of course, carrying on with their little beef that they had during the tag team tournament. Jesse Jones, who is a friend of Women's Wrestling Talk, found out that Samantha Smart ripped up the application to enter her and the disciplinarian into the tag team tournament. She found out about it weeks later. And she confronted Samantha Smart and basically said, you know, you're the reason why we didn't, you know, move forward. And Samantha just so snobbly just told Jesse Jones, like, look, I never liked you. Like, this was never going to work because when it comes to me and the disciplinarian and you, it was almost like she was just making it seem like Jesse Jones was just some uncultured country bumpkin from Kentucky who just, you know, make stuff out in the woods and just eats real country food and stuff like that. And I was just like, y'all ain't finna do that to my Kentucky girl. Okay. Even though I'm not from Kentucky, I'm from Alabama. I did live in Kentucky for five years when I went to college, shout out to Berea college. So I love, you know, my Appalachian brothers and sisters. So the idea that they, that she was just coming at her this hard, I was like, you ain't finna make fun of Jesse like that that's rude so jesse you know proceeded to challenge the disciplinarian to a match so of, of course this is where we get our next match coming up it was jesse jones versus the disciplinarian along with samantha smart coming out there and something that i really loved was the fact that the disciplinarian and samantha smart came out with sort of new outfits and stuff um the disciplinarian came out with this sort of like a her regular blue outfit except it had like a little lace on the top and it was just really cute and i just loved how she also had um her stomach out and it just made me feel seen as a thicker black woman with you know some thickness going on in the belly area it made me feel really good inside because I'm just like there are times where I want to hide it and I love that the disciplinarian had this gear on that was accentuating that and showing that off because you know 
society is tough on us thick women. So I'm glad that she was able, that she actually, you know, showed it off a little bit and she's proud of her body. It was just really beautiful for me. I was just like, oh my God, look at her. Um, She's so gorgeous and she just made me feel seen. So big shout out to her and body positivity and all of that. So it was really cool. And then Samantha Smart came out with a bedazzled ruler. So as Jesse Jones was making her entrance and stuff, the disciplinarian, you know, went in on her and just started beating up on her before she could even finish it. And they were just beating up on each other constantly and back and forth and everything. Like, of course, the disciplinarian was being very powerful. But then Jesse Jones almost straight away almost locked the disciplinarian into the divorce court um, submission. But Samantha Smart here again was being a like at like to fit into the theme of managers being you know x factors in matches she was being very distracting throughout all throughout the entire match up until the very end where samantha actually attacked jesse jones when it looked like she was about to beat the disciplinarian with the um ruler causing the match to end in a dq giving jesse jones the victory so after this point, the disciplinarian and Samantha Smart start beating up and ganging up on Jesse. Then Ice Cold comes out, who just got beat by um, Foxy Fierce a few weeks ago. She comes out and starts hitting on Jesse too. And then it was like a three-on-one attack. And it was starting to look really bad until Jesse had some friends come out in the form of Americana and Commander Sahara Spars. They came out to even the odds. And weirdly enough, the disciplinarian, Samantha Smart, and Ice Cold ran away. And I was just like, oh, so y'all got all this energy to beat up on Jesse Jones when she's by herself. But when she has friends to come out with her, y'all want to run, run away scared. But Jesse Jones made it even better and worded it way better than I could. Because she said that y'all want to attack women um, when they don't have anybody behind them, like a bunch of yellow belly cowards. And I was just like, yes, now you know it's bad when somebody calls you a yellow belly coward. That was funny. Um, and she said, and she looked David McClain dead in the eyes and told him look you need to she they stay bossing him around on this show like they be talking to david mcclain like they run him and not that he run the show but either way he jesse told um david mcclain that he had better book a six woman tag match against all three all six of them you know on the next episode so they can all fight each other so it's going to be Team American Woman, that's what I'm calling them, Jesse Jones, Commander Sahara Spars, and Americana versus Team Cold Discipline, Samantha Smart, Ice Cold, and The Disciplinarian. We don't know what episode this is going to happen on, um, but either way, I'm really excited about this. It's going to be really cool. I'm really like, I'm really looking forward to it. So, yeah, this was just a really cool, you know, match slash segment here. It was just really cool. So, Katrina, how did you feel about this rivalry and how it started and how it's progressed? And how do you feel about this six-woman tag that's supposed to be happening? Um, I was surprised that just I feel like, you know, you kind of, with, with Jesse's kind of shenanigans prior, I was a little surprised that she kind of was on the opposite end of this. I was like, oh, okay, is, is this a 
stage change. I didn't think we were going to see that anytime soon with her. Uh, so that was kind of cool to see. I did like the disciplinarian's new gear. I am all for fire gear. And so I was okay, sis. You know, I, I, appre I appreciate, you know, gear change. But I also like gear change that's like, it doesn't, you know, kind of just go with it. Uh, and it's not like, you know, fear in it. Like, work, show the body off. I, I, I love that. And so I thought that was nice. I thought the match, again, was, I, I, I was, it was, I was, Again, so the fact that Jesse and American, I was like, okay, like I, it threw me off. Not gonna lie, because I expected with Jesse, you know, you know, I expected Jesse to be like heel, like forever, honestly, especially with the whole, you know, situation. So I thought it was a good match. I um, I'm actually looking forward to the tag team matchup. Uh, and I like your name, <laughs> sort of. I think it's a, it's a, it's a cute little name for the squad, but I'm, I'm excited. I think it's going to be entertaining. Yeah, it really is. And then you're right. Cause it seemed like Jesse Jones really was kind of, when we first saw her, like, it's just a huge difference from when we first saw her. Like when we first saw her, she was just, you know, barreling through the tag division saying she could just beat anybody without, you know, a partner. And she was just going to utilize whoever she had to utilize in order to get those titles back. Right. And now it just seems like, you know, since but she has you know the right to beef with samantha smart and the disciplinarian because S miss sam didn't take it seriously like she was just like look you know i don't care about you so i'm just gonna rip this application up and it's kind of strange that she would do that you know as you know at the risk of the disciplinarian being the champion or one of the tag champions, if they had gotten that far, but she really, you know, it just goes to show how much she really didn't see it for um, Jesse Jones. So Jesse Jones actually has, you know, a, a good qualm to pick with her. So I totally understand why she would do that. Um, and I totally get your point as to why, you know, you wouldn't expect her to be on the side of Americana and Commander Sparks. But it's like she said last week, you know, anytime you disrespect someone like Commander Spires who has served in the U.S. military and defended, you know, our country, she doesn't like it. Like, she's shown that she is, you know, a, you know, a country girl and that she does have pride in, in the United States. So it's pretty, it seems pretty on brand for her to do that, you know, and sort of sit her personal stuff to the side in order to team up with Americana and Commander Spars. And then it seems really clear that Americana and Spars, you know, are on her side as well, because, hey, I mean, she needed help. Jesse needed help and she accepted that help and they gave it. So, you know, that's what we're doing. So I'm really pumped for this match. And I'm also pumped to see Samantha Smart wrestle because up until this point, it's been 14 episodes and we've never seen her get in the ring and fight. We've never seen that. So I'm really excited as, you know, to what that will bring. Like, I'm really pumped for that. So, hey, it's going to be cool. And she can't use her rulers this time. Like, she can't use the ruler this time in order to try to win unless, of course, she does something underhanded with it. But still, like, there's no cheating in a six-woman match. That's so, true. yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be really cool. I'm really pumped for it. So, moving forward with the rest of the show, we got a little bit of a um, visit Speaking of David McClain, um, we got David McClain got a little bit of a visit from a special someone who has been out here lately, you know, from the wow 
episodes as of late. And he got a visit from the Wild World Champion, The Beast. Now, of course, she did sustain an injury where she um broke her ankle um when she was fighting in that triple threat match to defend her title against Rana Del, um Rana Del Rey and um Tormenta. And she had been out, you know, for the last couple of weeks. But she visited David McClain's office and David, you know, was being the polite gentleman that he is and offered, you know, a chair for her to sit down in. And she came in on a crutch on her crutches. Right. But she said, you know, I don't need a chair. And I was just like, OK, well, you don't need a chair. All right. You know, be strong. Um, but then she said, I don't need these crutches either. And she threw the crutches away. And much to the happiness of David McClain and I'm sure other people who love WOW, she is healed. The beast is healed. So that means at some point we will see her in action again. She is still the wild world champion. So I'm sure at some point we will see her fight um, because she has a lot of women gunning for her. Um, especially, you know, Penelope Pink and so many other women as well who are gunning for her to want to face her for that wild world title. So it's really great to see that she is healed and that she is ready for action. So Kat, how do you feel about this, about this, you know, development for the beast? I was happy. Um, we, we, we have said we was a little bit, we, we missed her super dominant woman, you know, and, wanted to kind of see what else she had to get for this iteration of wild wrestling and so i was happy uh I'm like, oh i i don't know why i thought she was going to be going a lot longer to be honest um, so i was like oh snap sis, and she threw the crutch down i was like oh okay all right and so i was hyped about that i i am looking forward to kind of seeing her back and we know the whole thing is also i think Liam cole was the one who was supposed to be next in line and so i'm i want to see that matchup as well and you know she's also somebody who's an amazing talent, and so I'm I'm happy that she's healed. I'm glad she healed up nicely, and that she's coming back. And I can't wait to see what else you know who else she kind of go through. <laughs> and wow. Yep, absolutely. I'm really excited, and I'm glad that you mentioned Leia McCoy because she is the one who is supposed to be going up against her next. Um, because she did win that match against Penelope Pink. That's somebody who did beat Penelope Pink, even with, you know, Lana Star out there and stuff like that. So I am glad that she is getting that opportunity. And I'm so happy that the Beast is going to be back to fight for her title. Because for a second, I was scared that maybe she would have to give it up. But hey, that's not what's going on. The Beast is back and we are up in here and we're ready to see her. So moving forward with the rest of the show, we got to our main event involving Leia Makoa, the number, I guess you could say the spiritual and, you know, real life number one contender to the wow world title versus Wrecking Ball. Now, of course, you know, Wrecking Ball did attack her and um, Princess Ozzy. So I guess this was just a match to sort of, you know, be like a get back for them. And I was kind of scared for a second because I was like, Leia, you know, you got Wrecking Ball, who is just really large, and she's just really hard hitting. And I was just wondering how Leia was going to, you know, fare off against her. But as it turns out, Leia really did have Wrecking Ball's number. And it was just really good to see her, you know, operating on all cylinders and not giving up when it seemed like Wrecking Ball really did have her, um, dead to rights towards the middle the midway part of the match 
Like, of course, you saw a lot of the heavy hitting stuff that we're used to seeing from Wrecking Ball and all of that. And it looked like for a moment she was getting kind of cocky. But then after a certain point, Leia Makoa did fight back in a big way. And she wound up winning the match with her coconut crusher finish and covered her for the one, two, three. And Leia wound up winning, which was so great. Like, come on, Leia. She is amazing. I love her. I love Leia so much, and I just cannot wait to see more of her success as we continue with everything going on with WoW. So, yeah, this was a really great match, and it was a really, you know, worth it main event, definitely. So, Katrina, how did you feel about this main event for WoW? I loved it. I, I Again, I know both women uh, prior to WoW, and so, again, seeing, um, kind of see, I mean, we knew Wrecking Ball definitely did start that, but kind of seeing like being able to kind of come in and like well i did this solo no shenanigans no surprise no like let's be weird about this and so i liked and a moment yeah i was like okay but she's tough and i like that we got to see that toughness in this match especially with an opponent like wrecking ball who in all aspects in wrestling is a tough opponent and like if you ever seen any of the stuff that uh wrecking ball has done you know previously then you are aware that a tough, tough, tough opponent. And so the fact that she got the win uh, over her is just like, I'm, I was hyped. Well, I thought it was an actually really good main event. Uh, you know, we had like a, exciting things, but it was kind of like, okay, this is a lot more like mm, kind of ground and pound type of situation. And I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a really good main event. And I'm now even more, I guess, after that, looking forward to kind of see what her and, uh, you know, the beast is going to do. Cause you know, like she's, she's showing Leia showing that you know she's not somebody you kind of walk all over in the ring either and I like that you're so lucky that you saw them before <laughs> you are so lucky that you saw them before they were able to connect with wow and stuff like oh my god I can only imagine what that was like and we'll probably talk about that later um but it's just the idea that Leia is just so you know She's so soulful to me. And then she's also just, you know, she's very resilient. And seeing that, you know, in somebody who is just so good, technically anyway, it's just like amazing. And I want her to be champion so bad. I want Leia McCoy to be champion so bad. As much as I love the Beast and I love that she's this dominant champion as well, it's just if there's anybody else who I would want to be champion, it would definitely be Leia because she's just so good and she's just so full of heart for what she does. Like, it's just easy to root for her. And I'm just so glad that she was able to, you know, fight and really show and prove, you know, what she's got going on. And that she doesn't care, you know, how big the opponent is. She will take you down piece by piece. Like, I'm just really happy for her that she had this victory at another main event. Like, this is like, she's had multiple main events on WoW, you know, since it started this season. So I'm really glad to see her, you know, rising up and just being, you know, and rising more into her abilities and into her star power on WoW. So I'm really excited for her. But that pretty much ends this episode of WoW Superheroes. And also another shout out to Lauren Hunkel, who is the ring announcer who had on that amazing outfit from last week that I really loved. Um, it was amazing. So, of course, maybe next week she'll have a new one and it'll just be really cool. So either way, it's amazing. So, yeah, that just ends this episode of WoW. Really solid episode. Now, they might have another episode on, even though I know Saturday is Christmas Eve. 
Um, but either way, you know, we'll watch it and then we'll be able to talk about it hopefully Monday, um, which will be after Christmas. So yeah, um, hopefully we'll have all our stuff together. We won't have too much eggnog and then we'll be able to celebrate and talk about the next episode of Wild Superheroes. But like I always say at the end of every show, if you have not watched Wild Superheroes, please, I encourage you to give it a try. Um, I try to live tweet it every time I do watch it on Saturdays. And I actually saw someone who, you know, loves, loves, you know, my live tweets and actually wants to get into the show because they see me live tweeting about it. And I really appreciate that. She's at Scholar and Elbow. I don't know her real name yet, but I am excited that she, you know, really does, you know, like interacting with my tweets and stuff. So if you are watching um, us or will watch us later on, you know, thank you for interacting with those on um, Saturday and I hope you do give wow superheroes a chance so please look for it on any on all of your listings wherever you're at because like I said it comes on on different at different times on different channels for different people all over the country um, but if you are in the Alabama area it comes on Saturdays at 6 p.m central standard time so yeah um please check it out wherever you are and check out the listings because if you love women's wrestling and if you want to watch like a different kind of show that isn't necessarily based in so much reality like the other wrestling promotions are then wow superheroes is definitely you know a good show for that and they are you know growing more and more each week in their rating so please let it grow more and just, you know, show that women's wrestling and all women's wrestling show deserves to be on television like all the other shows are. So please support it. Please support it. Please support it. But thank you guys for joining us, those who are watching on all of our platforms. And of course, Katrina, thank you for joining me as you do every Monday. And just tell everybody where they can find and follow you and what you've got going on. Uh, you can follow me on most social media and Cat We Trust, TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram easy free. Uh, it's except it's gonna be pretty chill towards the end of the year just because it's like I am a mom and so it is Christmas time and they will be off and so it's more just trying to spend time with the kitties and do mom things and so <laughs> uh, I won't be at, at I'm gonna try again. I it's been a bit hectic and everything. I'm trying to get the LA edition channel up. And I'm going to post a couple of videos probably, but nothing too pressing at the end of the year. Just kind of letting it chill. It's been an insane last four months. Uh, so nothing too, too much, but there'll be a little stuff happening on my YouTube channel. And like I told you, you do deserve to chill out because this year you pretty much were a rock star. So if you want to chill out for Christmas and chill with those babies, you have every right to do that. Okay. <laughs> yes, I am so proud of you. Um, seriously, every day I am proud of you. Yes. So, <laughs> but know that you can follow me, your girl, Stephanie Hardy on Instagram and Twitter at Queen Steph Hardy. I weirdly enough, won't be slowing down, even though it is Christmas time, <laughs> um, because I have a new episode out on my YouTube channel for the Hardy Wrestling Podcast called A Legit Unraveling, where I do talk about news and gossip, including the Mandy Rose situation, as well as, you know, the Sasha Banks, Mercedes Renato situation. And I also do a recap of my boo 2022, as I talk about everything I had going on in wrestling this year, because it was a lot, um, but it was really good so i just wanted to talk about that on my own platform so if you haven't already 
check it out, please do on my YouTube channel. And the audio version of that episode should be available before the end of this week. Um, but also, I had an interview with the top guy, Griffin McCoy, last week, who did face off against Kenta at CZW Live yesterday. Um, so I have the audio version of that episode up everywhere you can listen to podcasts. And I'll have another interview Wednesday with Viva Van, who was on the Los Angeles Women of Color panel that we did at Los Angeles Comic Con. So we'll get to talk um, on the Hardy Wrestling Podcast live this Wednesday because I'm crazy. <laughs> you would think that because it's Christmas, I would slow down, but I don't. So, <laughs> but yeah, there's just so much I just wanted to do before the year ended. Um, so yeah, that's what I've got going on. And of course, you can find me on um, the SmackDown and Rampage after show on Friday with our editor-in-chief, Dreon Santana. And after that, you know, you'll just see me where you'll see me. So continue to support Women's Wrestling Talk. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at WWTalkPod. And follow us on um, Facebook at Women's Wrestling Talk. And subscribe to us on YouTube at Women's Wrestling Talk. And on Twitch at WWTalkPod as well. And check out our website, WWTalkPod. Dot com and check out all of our interviews, our articles, and of course, all of our merchandise, which I'm more than sure, you know, we've been telling you ad nauseum to purchase and buy because Christmas time is coming up. Christmas is Sunday. So if you haven't bought anything for that special someone in your life who loves women's wrestling and women's wrestling talk, you can do that on the website now. Do it now because we have really cute stuff. And also, I have cute stuff too with For Your Wear. I released a new Alabama Wrestling Legends t-shirt on For Your Wear. So please check that out as well. If you love the likes of Teddy Long, Sensational Sherry, AQA, um, Fuego del Sol, please buy that t-shirt and those hoodies. I would greatly appreciate it because that shirt was designed with love for my home state and our wrestling contributions, including myself. So please check that out as well. So in the meantime, this is Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. And until next time, have, you know, if we don't see you anymore, which we will see you, but either way, you know, um, have a great holiday and take it easy this week and just surround yourself with love and happiness. Bye, y'all. Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet.